This is the Used Car Dealer Podcast with your hosts, Zach Klemp and Steve McClory. Hi, I'm Zach Klemp. And this is Steve McClory. And you're listening to the Used Car Dealer Podcast, the only podcast out there exclusively for used car dealers. And Steve and I put this together because we felt like used car dealers, they need information that's relevant to them. So I wanted to first start out and introduce myself and then let Steve introduce himself as well and talk about how we got into the car business and why we're doing this. So personally, I started in the car business when I was 19 years old, and it actually started by accident. I was going to Emory University, was looking for a part-time job, which kind of eventually became a full-time job, and I stumbled into local dealership. And I applied not expecting a lot, but what actually happened was I fell in love with the auto industry. I fell in love with the work ethic that car dealers had, and I also loved selling cars. And I even saw opportunities where I could help dealerships, especially used car dealers, improve their processes. So after graduating from Emory, instead of going into finance, I moved out to the Bay Area and I started selling and we went through an accelerator program. And it was run by a guy named Hank Rogers, who's the man behind the Tetris video game. And we built, you know, the basic version of Selly out there. And over the past couple of years, we've continued to iterate and improve that platform to what it is today, which is a CRM and communication platform for used car dealerships. So, Steve, how do you get into the business? Well, Zach, uh, I graduated from the Fort Benning School of Infantry, and I can tell you nobody wanted what we were selling. <laughs> when I got out of the Army in 1997, basically I had the skills to zero an M16A2 or set up an ambush. So what better to do than sell cars, right? was with uh, CarMax for about four years, worked in senior management. And then I was with Dealer Track for over 13 years, left as area vice president. SVP of sales at NCC uh, for a few years. And then I joined up with you in the Selly Army here in, in November of last year. So it's it's been a great ride. And I'm, I'm really excited about this podcast and, you know, further connecting with our independent dealers and, you know, the rest of the Selly Army. Yeah. And one point I want to make clear, even though both Steve and I work at Selly Automotive, we want to make sure that this podcast is as vendor and sales pitch free as possible. We want to focus on the content that you, the used car dealer, wants to hear. That's why we want to see comments. We want to see suggestions of upcoming topics. So what I wanted to do first is start with our first topic, and that's buying software for your dealership and pitfalls to avoid. And there's no one better to talk about this than you, Steve. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of experience there. That that's for sure. And I'm gonna like. There's only one way to to be when you do this type of podcast, and that's authentic and to the point. And I've seen a lot of bad practices, and I've seen a lot of independent dealers get hurt because they're moving too quick. And in many cases, and you know, we have a tendency to become too trusting. So I'll just stick to a couple of key points. And one is, if you're going to do a long-term agreement, I'm talking one year. Okay, that's considered a long-term contract. Some of you remember the old two and three-year contracts. If you're going to do that, send in 
a cancellation letter for the expiration of that software agreement. So if it's 12 months out, send that 30-day notice the same time you do the contract. Here's why. So as an example, I've had this happen more than one time where a customer wants to switch over to our solution. Uh, They call their current vendor and come to find out they just auto-renewed five days prior. And that particular vendor tells them, well, for $14,200, we'll let you out of it, right? And it's not that this vendor was performing. They were not. And the independent dealer is really suffering, one of many. I really hate to see that. And I've seen independent dealers run concurrent DMS software solutions with, you know, another DMS solution they're unhappy with because they're stuck, you know, in this long-term agreement, so to speak. And then they get threatened with all kinds of legalese if, you know, they don't pay the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It It's a bad practice. And it's part of the reason we're doing this podcast is, is to help give our independent dealers out there just some insights on things like this and what to be aware of. So send that. If you're going to do it, send in that 30-day notice. Uh, the other is ensuring you have really tight alignment on the implementation. Before you ever do a lick of training, that system should be set up, tested, everything checked off the list, right? And working properly before anybody gets trained. Many times steps get missed with software implementation. You know, Zach, I've yet to meet a dealer that hasn't had a bad experience with a software implementation. Agreed. Uh, Matter of fact, I talk to him every week, right? And having clear alignment, right? Who, what, where, when, and why, who's doing what, um, and making sure that your team shows up, right? Not just a point of contact, but the salespeople aren't taking phone calls, right? Trying to work car deals. It's important. You you put that money in, in, you know, investment into that solution, make sure that you take the time to ensure that your people show up and can and participate in that training, not sitting around a monitor, right? Your vendor should have your people highly engaged, giving them control of the mouse, right? Sharing screen where we all in this soft, in this business as independent auto dealers. And I consider myself one of them, right? We kind of come from that school of ADD, that Academy. That's okay. So it makes us good at what we do, right? But there's sometimes that you just got to buckle down and get, and get hands on and, and really make sure your people um, are there and t- taking fully or excuse me, fully engaged in that training. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, to, again, highlight those three points, Steve, you absolutely, number one, have to make sure your team gets trained on a new software product. Because just like you, we've seen with CRM onboards, hey, I've used Venn Solutions, I've used eLeads in the past. I don't need to be trained on your system. But in actuality, there are different nuances between CRM products, and you want to make sure you're trained the right way from the start. And everyone on the team, every user is present on their own computer, you know, during training. I think number two is making sure that you don't get those credentials released prematurely. Um, You know, if, for instance, you have a new DMS product and it isn't fully configured and you're desking deals, you might run into some trouble. And then I think finally, Number three, you have to have a point on your team, someone who is leading and spearheading that software implementation at your dealership and could hold their team accountable for training, setting up inventory feed, third-party leads, et cetera. 
Yeah, and your vendor should provide you with a clear, distinct checklist, right, of every step, overview of the process before you even begin. If you don't have that, you got the wrong vendor, period. Couldn't agree more. And speaking of different products, I think one product that a lot of used car dealers don't have that they could get tremendous value out of is an inventory management solution. And I know, Steve, you have a lot of expertise in that realm. What are your thoughts with used car dealers in inventory management? Oh, yeah. A lot of expertise. Well, look, number one, I'll tell you, I'm a Dale Pollock fan. The guy's authentic, and he's done more to change the the face of automotive retailing, franchise independent, uh, than anyone in in recent memory. Um, Now, that's an expensive system. Right for the independent dealer, but there are alternatives. But it's important to have something, and, and here's why. Yeah, you know, I, I got a, a dealer friend in Atlanta calls me up. He's just he spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at auction uh, buying vehicles, but didn't have really clear decision making or a pricing strategy, right? Of of how he's going to retail those to who, day supply, and I'm not going to get into a big lengthy discussion about going deep on inventory. That's you know, no, I know so many people in this industry that are probably far more qualified to talk about it. But one thing I can say is that you better be pricing your inventory more than the, you know, the first time you put it on your website or make it saleable because your unit is, there's a high likelihood it's under surveillance. And what I mean is you got larger groups with more resources, um, a, a team and a strategy in place where they're watching your unit. And we know that franchise dealers are, are more engaged and involved in that marketplace or that, that space that the independent dealer has thrived in for so many years. They're watching your unit. And I've seen it where an uh, independent dealer has that Tahoe, that franchise dealer that has a 12-store group or something, that same like unit, but it's certified from the franchise side. And there's a $120 spread. Hard to tell the difference for that consumer, right? You tell me which one the consumer is going to buy. The independent dealer's unit's been sitting there for 83 days. Okay. The franchise dealer's unit's been sitting there for 23. You tell me who's going to win. Shouldn't happen, right? It's investing, right? A little bit extra. And then if you're going to spend, have a $250, million inventory, does it not make sense to have some type of inventory management system to help you make better pricing, um, disposing, right? Sourcing decisions? I don't get it, Zach. I, I don't get it. Why, why more okay. dealers aren't, aren't investing in those systems. Agreed. And if they don't have the systems, they should at least think about the right metrics to track, like market day supply, inventory turn rate, recon time, you know, gross ROI. And I think a lot of times independent dealers juggling a lot of different things, wearing many hats, they're not tracking some of these key metrics. And you know the competition is, you know, the CarMaxes, the Carvanas, you know, the publicly traded dealer groups of the world. They have really high caliber full-time inventory analysts thinking about this every waking hour of the day. And Zach, I, I, I know independent dealers that are turning their units in five days, right? If it's long, if it goes longer than five days, it's an aged unit. They're, they're getting them from auction to market in 72 hours or saleable right on their website. Now they have a different pricing strategy and there's different use cases. A, a buy here, pay here, for instance, not quite as important right on, on that pricing piece, but still matters. Um, 
but for God's sake, do something, right? Don't just price it once. And I've seen large operations, large operations that, that just do not pay attention to it. Because why? We're independent dealers, right? We run a little bit leaner. We don't have quite as many resources, but you got to make time to do it. I know the ADD Academy doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't necessarily train you to make time for that, but you got to do it. You got to do it. I couldn't agree more. And Steve, when you think about some of the upcoming topics on the Used Car Dealer podcast, what excites you? Oh, I don't know. There, there's a number of topics, Zach. I mean, from, you know, what other, what are dealers doing to get an edge? I, I think when I talk, I talk to independent dealers every day, you know, in the United States and into Canada, and they ask me, you know, what other dealers are doing. I, I think, you know, what's going on with third-party leads and where to invest? You know, I, <laughs> there's a number of third-party lead providers that now I refer to as an endangered species that I've seen even in the last six months have lost tremendous market share. You know, a lot of the old-school software products and models are, man, they're, they're going away. They're losing market share. There's new and emerging you know, technologies and tools and, and things that dealers are doing to get an edge. Because look, let's face it, there's never been more headwinds for that independent dealer than there is today, without a doubt. And I don't have to tell the listeners that, they know it. And that's why we're here, to help provide those insights to the best of our ability with authentic advice. We're not selling anything, right? Um, except to share information to help our independent dealers thrive and grow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And some topics I'm excited about as well is going to be the BDC, you know, should an independent dealership have one or not? And then talking about all the disruptors in the marketplace, you know, companies like Carvana. So really exciting stuff. And we want to hear from our dealers in the comments. What do you want to hear on the next used car dealer podcast? And until then, I'm Zach Klempf. And this is Steve McClory and keep fighting the good fight.